Live from the William Hill Sportsbook at Silver 7's Hotel and Casino, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. Five o'clock hour. Who's that? Jackie Redman? TNT? Up on the screen here as we're getting ready for game three. Will the Panthers try to match the Knights in pushing the puck drop until 527? We'll see. What do you... Let's do an over-under on this because we've been under every time. Oh. What do you want to go with? 513? We haven't been under. We've been – our prop has been I'm saying low. I'm saying our prop has oh, been okay. too low. Yeah, under. Um, we've been guessing 512, 513. Yeah, and you got to make it like – Game one was 527. Game two was like 519. All right. I'll go 521. Okay. I don't care. I mean, we're, we're here doing a show. I got, it's, I, I, would, I got plenty of time. I don't think Florida is going to be as um, complicated with their pregame ceremony. Although right now the broadcast is holding up what looks like, I would assume, are plastic rats, but you never know. They look like they're having a lot of fun. Is this broadcast team better than ESPN? I saw so many people bitching about the ESPN team. Do you like Kretzky? I, I haven't watched enough to form an, a, an opinion. I will say, at the very least, when I watch this crew, they have the energy right. The other crew didn't? Nah. It was Does a Gretzky need more... to be on his chair spinning around? <laughs> a la P.K. Subban? I don't think so, but I think you just need to be a little bit more energetic, but like not to the point where it's over the top. I don't know if I like this part where they're doing the kind of the, the rip of what they do on the TNT NBA show. Yeah. Will they put up social media? They're definitely trying to bottle what they're doing with the NBA stuff. That's for sure. Which you hey, shouldn't. Let them find know, their own voice. In the end, it's good for hockey fans. They're getting much better coverage than they got with NBC Sports. That sucked. You can never find it. It wasn't available. So TNT and ESPN have raised the game big time. And uh, ESPN still covers it, even if you know they're not airing the games currently. So you're still getting ESPN coverage. And I forget who was on. Uh, I, think it, I think they did a little crossover earlier. I think it was Anson Carter with um, the two old guys, Wilbon and uh, Kornheiser. No. So they were kind of, well, you know what? It's... You may not love I mean, the show, but it's still like hockey wasn't getting that sort of attention. Even if you're getting three minutes on a show like that, that is watched by a lot of people. No. That is good for the sport. 100%. And I, I will say this, you know, with the NHL stuff, at the very least, you know, the, the problem with ESPN and using it in the sport that I cover the most, the NBA, like their show is just a bunch of old guys who are over 50 and not really understanding a whole bunch. And at the very least, the guys on TNT have a skew a little bit younger and they're actually funny. Like that's the other thing. Like, there's some entertainment. But ESPN value. is who? Subban? No, no, I'm saying for the the NBA thing. And so oh, what I'm saying the is the oh, NHL, yeah. from what I've seen for this TNT broadcast, I, I think a couple of them skew a little bit younger, at least in terms of their analysis. Some guys that aren't that far off. Like I, I kind of like the vibes that I get from this one a little bit. Wow, you're, you're, you're saying Kenny, Shaq, and Barkley just skew too old? Not really. When, they just there's when players a, are calling them casuals? There's at least a young vibe to it, you know? Not with like these. They at least don't get all fuddy-duddy with their analysis as much as the ESPN guys do. Back That's in sure. my day. Right. So ready for this one? You think our station group likes VGK? We've got them on 1340 and 98.9 FM. Dan Duva and Lawless are on right now. Uh, might still be RTHD running the hockey guys. We're leading into the game. Ryan is at the still on Centennial. He'll be doing the intermission and the post game. so make sure you call in for the post game. You can watch the game at the still. You can watch the game. That's up north. You can watch the game here at Silver 7s. 77 cent beers, Bud, Bud Light, and Mick Ultra. So we're kind of in the center of town. If you want to go to the southwest part of town, Lauren and The Point are hanging out at Buffalo Wild Wings on South Durango. 
If you want to go west, a little bit further north, Chicago Brewing Company, Steph from 97 won the point is there. And if you want to go in Henderson, kind of on the Henderson-Vegas border, uh, big Greg Salerno is hanging out. He got the plum assignment. These other spots are lovely. But uh, Greg with Peaks is a is a good thing. I don't, I don't know if you've seen him hang out at some of our gentlemen's clubs, but uh, he's over at Twin Peaks. Hmm. I could fit the rest of the or fill the rest of the hour with all the specials, but uh, go to their social media. You can find out the specials, or go to ESPN Las Vegas. We tweeted out all day long, or go to Facebook on ESPN Las Vegas Facebook page, and a lot of the specials are up there. All of these joints are giving locals a great reason to go out. Awesome drink specials, great food, and. Uh, I mean it. Like, all of the places I just mentioned are some of my favorite places around town, but I'm also a, a big bar guy. Uh, Damon is back in the Finley Toyota Studios. John is here. We have an update, because I really want to break down what happened yesterday, because it sounds like nothing happened today with the legislature and the A's people going back and forth. Uh, they are now adjourned for the day. I cannot wait to see what the cost of this is. And remember, we had plenty of time since the initial announcement to get this all done by June 5th, the end of the 120-day session. And now we're looking at a third special session, which will be when? Because they're adjourned. They're done. Last night, they went until like 11 o'clock. They're done for the day today. Monday. They're coming back Monday. Apparently, they couldn't reach a quorum. Only two people uh, had shown up, and uh, other 40 were either absent or, you know, excused. This is crazy. I, I what if they made. just don't come back? How about we just table this until a year and a half from now? And, base, and baseball then can make a decision. You can wait. You can give us an expansion team. The A's can temporarily play in Sacramento. Whatever you want to do. And Tab- Tabitha Mueller is doing a good job, you know, for the Nevada awesome. Um, You know, she tweeted it out. Um, the Senate is adjourned until Monday, June 12th at 11 a.m. Uh, Assembly is adjourned until Monday at 9 a.m. And if we're getting the same thing that we did the other day. They'll come in, do roll at 9 a.m. on Monday. Someone will announce that there's donuts in the break room, and then they'll go to recess for about an hour before they actually start I, doing stuff. I hear a lot of... What's what happened you're, yesterday? You're very, there's, a, there's an... I sense you're irked. Yesterday, so I turn it on. I'm like, all right, let's watch this. Let's sure. do this. They do roll. They pray. I, I don't know why. Whatever. I don't want to step on any toes. I don't know why you pray. Um... Pray- this- I, I've been praying this whole time. There's something about separation of church and government. I don't know. Um, I've been praying for a certain result. Yeah. And then somebody stands up and goes, by the way, lunch has been provided. And they're like, vote to go to recess. And everybody's like, aye. And they're like, all right, let's go. And then an hour and a half later, I'm still looking at a screen that says recess. I, I'm amazed by the way that this thing works. Would you be the guy who the one guy would stand up and be like, no lunch. Yes. I'm here. Let's get this over with. But- I'm here to work. No lunch. By the way, you said they went until what? Midnight? You could have been done at 10.30 if you hadn't taken an hour and a half recess. So, like, let's speed this thing up. What are we doing? I love that people are seeing the process. It's What process? I know. That, that's It's, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's really weird. Uh, VGK tonight. Are you on the Panthers? You staying out of the game? Panthers 120. Knights back at even. I assume, are you playing the angle of team down 2 nothing going back home in the desperation spot? I'm going to go Vegas. I think from what I've seen in the first two games, I think they're clearly the better team. I think Bobrovsky was playing outstanding hockey for a really long time. 
But when you get an extended period of time off and you just face a team that can put as much traffic in front of you as the Vegas Golden Knights can, that can score in waves, put shots on you at almost any different angle, that is good enough to not take the bait, as we have said now multiple times, and get into this petulant back and forth that the Florida Panthers have been trying to needle them into, I don't know why I would change my thought on Vegas being the clearly better team. Now, I will say, can I tell you something? Because you said you laid a buck 20. Usually that price is a lot higher because the team is in the situation that they're in, right? Down 2 nothing, going back home. The fact that the market is as cheap as they are in Florida tells you that there is some real respect for Vegas from a power rating standpoint that they're not biting on the scenario that Florida finds themselves in. Like we saw, I can't remember what series was it. Oh, Vegas won the first two games against Dallas. Went back to Dallas. Dallas was like a dollar. 40, like 50 favorite in game three when they were down 2 nothing. Here it's only $1.25. Pretty surprising. All right. Yeah, my handicapping, my philosophy here is not super solid because I'm, I'm also fearing that Bobrovsky did get his rhythm broken. And I also don't love the way the Panthers have reacted to, uh, hey, they're a physical team. VGK isn't biting, so let's get more physical and lose our cool and just you lose right. the games. Like play a different game. Or maybe we're just seeing a, a, the reason this team was an eight seed and had to barely get in the playoffs. They rode a hot goaltender, and now we're just finding out that because of the upset of the Bruins, the best team went out, and maybe the East just wasn't that good. Isn't it? Isn't Cause it? Because I'll tell you, looking back on it now, the, the Stanley Cup, to me the Stanley Cup for VGK was beating Edmonton. You now they sure? have to finish this, and I may, I, maybe I just jinxed it and they're going to lose 4-2 right. in the series, but that was the team I feared the most. I haven't seen a whole lot from Florida that's like super scary unless Bobrovsky is standing on his head. I, I would agree. And look, isn't it eerily similar to what we're seeing in the NBA Finals? Eight seed from Miami or from Florida, we'll say. Sorry, I don't want to make Willie upset. Eight seed from Florida in the East makes it all the way to its respective finals with, with players that were playing out of their gourd in certain instances. Bobrovsky being the instance for Florida and the insane shooting for the Miami, uh, Miami Heat. They face a one seed that has generally been undervalued by the masses in the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, the market moved against Vegas at every turn on their way through the Western Conference playoffs. And then here they are, that team, finding themselves in a hole, and I think outclassed if you've watched them. Damon, I don't mean to shut you out here. Damon, of course, is in for Ari. He's an import from Raider Nation Radio 920 where they talk a lot of football. Did you want to chime in? on VGK and the Panthers or shall we just get to all the drama because I know John wants to get to this drama because he's more of an NBA guy should we just get to the drama that's going on around the NBA yeah just say something real quick because I'm a homer Uh, I think it's going to be a sweep and I've got no logic no data to back it up but I see a team that wants to quit in Florida they're just trying to outpunk VGK and I don't think they want it all right what do you want five or ten bucks on the sweep have we dropped the puck yet (laughs) I can get it in for you. We're right by a sports book. I will say. We're breaking the law right DeMond now. DeMond did use my favorite phrase in sports. Just, they don't want it. Like, <laughs> they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. They don't want it. No. I think they want it. I'm buying it. That's a good handicap. So, again, I saw another great piece of social media. We've talked about this before. The NBA really is unreal awesome. on socials. Guy tweeted out, or a person, whatever, uh, Jaws gun is fake. Zion got a porn star pregnant while cheating on his current porn star. Messi coming to America. The Saudis bought golf. 
Mike Malone is going to lose his S. Because remember him complaining? <laughs> right. The Lakers series is like, how about give us some attention and not everything else? Mike, you guys are too good, and your best player is freaking boring. And then what people are forced to do is, Damon, do me a favor. Can you punch up Stephen A. Smith, Reddick, two? What people are forced to do, especially if they want to embrace debate like that show does, is they then have to go out on a limb. So Stephen A. this morning is with two former NBA players and Jay Williams, who also does the morning show nationally on our station, and J.J. Reddick, and throws a line out there that uh, Jokic is not a good, you no, know, is not a dominant low post player because he's trying to compare him to Shaq. So they they just they start coming over the top and they're like ready to rip his head off. And here's part two of the comments: is Stephen A.'s like, I I'm going to explain myself, and he like he didn't do anything to explain himself. Listen, y'all know what I'm no, saying, man. No Listen, Nikola Jokic got such a beautiful touch. He reminds me more of a McHale mm. than a Shaq is what I'm trying. You understand the difference oh. that I'm saying? Y'all yeah, know the game now. You understand what I'm saying? No, I mean, I mean, McHale was something special, 10 feet and in, and I get it. But I'm just talking about drop step dominant. I, I, I mean, I when you look at Shaq, that was another level. I wrote it I'm down. I'm not trying no to say that. that Nikola Jokic <laughs> beat you a multitude <laughs> of ways no because his touch I've is, been is just bump next 80 times, so I'm going to do that. Nope. Wow. And there's Molly stepping in. She has got to go to break. Jay Williams in the background. No post-up game. Okay, one, don't do white to white because Jokic is not like Mikhail. Mikhail was a brilliant low-post player, but with a lot of moves. Like, Jokic's game is its not based on – it's pretty good footwork, but it's not freaking up and unders and all all the stuff that Mikhail did. And he certainly – you really there's very few players in the history of the NBA you can compare to seven one three twenty five Shaq and the meanness he played right. with. There are there are different types of dominant post players and the elements of their game. Of course there are. Please don't go white to white just to get him with Mikhail. Um uh, and also look, busy guy. I get that you're probably not watching a ton of Denver, you know what I mean, throughout the regular season. Or a lot of regular season basketball unless it's on primetime television. However, saying something like that just speaks to the fact that you haven't been watching, like he's dominant. In the Western Conference Finals, he was regularly backing down Anthony Davis. He he played Anthony Davis so well that the strategy was put the small guy on him so Anthony Davis can try to help, and that still didn't work yeah. against Nikola Jokic. It's incredible. Am I right? In in the the bevy of moves are not up and unders. A lot of it is a lot of what he does is just quick recognition of where he is, and he throws shots up from just bizarre angles. Yep. But he makes it. Yep. And that's dominant. You don't have to go and elbow someone in the face, push them to the ground, and jam, which I love. You know, This is so funny we have these conversations. It just struck me, because I've been doing this a long time. It just struck me, especially with Goliath. Every time there's a dominant big man, we try to compare him to the past big men. And I was just thinking about all the criticism Shaq got that now has turned into praise for just being a bully in the lane. Yeah. And by the way, Shaq actually did. Shaq actually did have brilliant footwork and drop steps. And and Stephen A. mentioned that he was a very polished guy in the post. But most people remember him just smashing people and trying to rip down the rim. Well, and I think also it's a flawed way to look at it. Dominant post play is just viewed as the physical nature of it, and it's not just everything else. Where you're talking about the ability to hit hook shots or the ability to make your guys you know move in one direction and then move the other way. The ability to post out of it. The thought is just, oh, you got to be physical. And by the way, he can be physical, but even when he finishes, he's not finishing with a dunk. 
he's finishing with a nice floater because, you know, that's just his game. He's not really a vertical guy, so he's not going to have a lot of opportunities to finish with a flourish like most people think of when you talk about finishing in the post. It's crazy stuff, man. He deserves the attention. Murray deserves the attention. The numbers he's putting up are otherworldly and record-setting. I mean, the triple-doubles are not fake. Right. You know? It's funny. Rebounding, a lot of times, you don't you don't really pick up how many rebounds someone has. But when you see at the end of the game, someone's got 16, 18, 20 rebounds, you're like, my God, they were scooping up just about everything. And he does it. He does it quietly. Yep. That's well, his brilliance. Well, and the other part is uh, that's what's incredible about like how like amazing he is. Steve, yesterday he had 30, 20, and 10. We didn't bat an eye. It was just yeah, like, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's what Jokic does. Yeah. It's exactly what he does. And here's the thing that I think speaks to how dominant he's been as well is he has a teammate right now. I'm going to make sure I have these numbers correct. That in this postseason is averaging, let's see, 27 points, 7 assists, and 6 rebounds on 48% shooting and 40% shooting from the floor. That's Jamal Murray. That's, that's an incredible stat line to have. He's shooting, uh, let's see, 92% from the floor. Jamal Murray is nearly having a 50-40-90 playoff run here, averaging 28-6-7, and we're not even talking about it. I'm going to start with John on the other NBA stories that have gotten a lot of attention. I'm going to lay down the warning. There's nothing about fluids. Okay? Um, we good? <laughs> I'm going to start with... What's wrong? You always told me. If it's newsworthy, you have to say it at least one time. Um, there were times on this air when yeah, I was yeah. producing that that's, you said terms that generally I would dump, but because it was part of the news story, you said it. That's more on that's more on racial slurs that you can't color code. Uh, I think if you... And if it's part of a quote, right? It's part and, of a quote. And, and it's part of the news value. But I do think with... Sexual action, there's ways to describe things without getting as graphic as maybe the Zion story is. This is, I got a lot of training in this. Uh, what's the game where they give you, it's taboo, right? Where they give you five words on a card that are clues that you can't say, and then they've got the buzzer. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of practice as a, a teen and 20-something of trying to be creative in saying, getting across the message, so. So was Zion. Where do we start with this? <laughs> I don't know, but there's actually a third woman involved now. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> Does she want a car? Uh, yeah, yeah, or something. Or it was the reason why she didn't get a car. Was is Zion. one of the ladies Mariah Mills, but she's not the pregnant one? Uh, correct. But she is the fluid one. So that's it. That's the mention that's, of it, okay? Yeah. All right. But by the way, Devon should be laughing because as I'm referencing Don't Get Graphic, I was also talking about, like, flopping out something and slamming it on the table yesterday when we were mentioning Pete Davidson playing hoops over at Mendenhall. <laughs> so Double standard. Yes, that yeah, is a double standard. Okay, so what's going on here, Damon? How much trouble is Zion in? None. If this, this is like par for the course for the NBA. I don't know if you guys remember that podcast a couple years back where someone was talking about the interaction they had with basically the entire Phoenix Suns roster or there's a reason that Paul George is not Doc Rivers' son-in-law because he knocked up someone while he was with Callie Rivers. There's a lot. This is just normal in the NBA. Zion did nothing wrong. He just happened to do it with some people who are comfortable with putting his business out there. All right. I actually think we can move on from the story. What? Okay. No, I'm, 
We're not going to. No, but no, I actually say, let's go. I act. No, I actually think that's a, a good way to put it. He just, hey, you know, you pick the wrong people to be with, and if they're going to go public with it, I mean, this is America. You don't think there's people, especially twenty somethings into the thirties, who are, you know, juggle, juggle, juggle. Right. Just that this guy's got a giant spotlight on him, and so it's worth it for all these women to be like, hey, here's what happened. He's a scumbag. Right. So Zion, messing around with an OnlyFans model, um, gets his, I assume it's his girlfriend, Akima Pregnant, who okay. has a history as well um, of adult entertainment, we'll say. So he's got a type. <laughs> he's Seems got a type, like <laughs> both physically and in terms of their backgrounds. Um, so he gets her pregnant, announces, hey, baby on the way. Which then the porn star says, wait a second, bro, last week, hold on. We were doing all sorts of stuff last week, and you were telling me that you were going to move me out to New Orleans, which is that was the other thing, is I guess he was going to move her out there, and I don't know if he was going to balance both of them or how he was going to do it, but apparently that was the thing, was that he told her he was going to move her out to New Orleans just like last week, and then he's there doing gender reveals. I just wonder how he thought that was going to go. If if you're legitimately telling this woman, oh, baby, I'm going to move you out to New Orleans, we're going to have such a good time, I'm going to take care of you. And then, at the same time, planning a gender reveal or whatever it is. Like, you're a public figure. How is this per- How are they not going to find out? So, is it surprising that he's a little lumpy and out of shape? Should he be in really good shape, or are these distractions keeping him out of shape? I mean, maybe the distractions are keeping him out of shape. I don't. I feel like Tiger never lost his, his physical focus. I mean, he's clearly doing a lot of physical activities. You'd think he'd maybe be burning a little bit. Miss Mills credited herself for getting Zion back into shape, actually, in one of those tweets. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Was it related to the action we're talking about? She just said, I motivated him to get back into shape. So, I mean, she's motivating him. You know, they say that, yeah, I don't know, though. See, they they say that sex is bad for your knees. Is that right? Yeah. I've never heard that before. Really? Yeah. You're being sarcastic? No, I'm serious. Okay. Maybe that's why he has weak knees. Well, I mean, it could be the 330 pounds he's carrying. That's true. How about this? This is from allegedly from Zion Williamson on Snapchat to Mariah Mills. Uh, quote, when you move to New Orleans, how much do you expect me to pay you a month? But I'm super excited. What? <laughs> and a lot of people are making fun of Zion Williamson for not only, like, getting himself caught here, but the way that he talks, which is telling a porn star, I'm super excited that you're coming out. Like he's a 12-year-old about to go on some sort of sleepover? Well, I mean, but guy, way, guys, text text, and pillow talk, that is not for the masses. Well, and remember, this is... Stuff this is, you say sometimes, not good. I don't know if you remember. This is not the only time he's been caught. You remember oh, what really? happened with him at Duke? No. There was a girl, there was a co-ed who he was on, uh, I don't know if it was FaceTime, whatever it was, but it was a, some sort of video chat, and she was recording the video chat. And so, like, he's like, hey, beautiful, how you doing? And everybody's making fun of him because he's trying to be like, hey, beautiful, you know, how's your day? And everybody's like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? He can't. This is like the third time he's been caught. My guy. I love Demond just keeps face bombing. <laughs> he's getting a bad rap, man. He's just a lover. I mean, and what's wrong with that? Right. Like, I he mean, doesn't have, uh, as the kids say, Demond, he doesn't have a lot of riz. Wait, what? Like what how happened? Baby Grunk has riz. We right. talked about this earlier. I know, but I still don't know what Riz is. It's short for charisma. That's all. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I actually came to that realization like, two, like three months ago. I had never made that connection, and now I think it's a brilliant term. I think I'm still stuck like on fleek. Totally. Like 17 years ago? <laughs> yes. 
it, it, you know, it all, it all moves too fast. We're all, we're all getting old. It, all, that, that's, it, it does. You're right. It does. Oh, we got a puck drop. All right. Uh, so puck drop, official time. This is more important. Of 522. We come back. We'll get you updated on what's going on with VGK in Florida. We'll have an update on, remember all that trash talk back and forth? Uh, sort of with Rogan and John Jones and Tyson Fury. Well, Fury has an answer, and boy, he's crawled back into his hole. Cofield and Company will be right back. Keep it here on ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. Hanging at the William Hill Sportsbook inside Silver Sevens, it's Cofield and Company. He's a lover. Cut him a break. That's what DeMond said about Zion Williamson, who's now in the crosshairs of three different women. It's all social media's fault. It's all social media's fault. Hmm. I, know you, I know you guys love this. You said, uh, what, the one lady? What's her name? Mariah. The Miller. alleged. Yes. Uh, that she was still going at it. Still putting stuff up on social media. Oh, from like, yeah, just like five minutes ago, people, not even. People love attention. And she's, she feels scorned, I guess. She's got, she got 1.1 million followers Is that on Twitter. Right? Yeah. I wonder how much of that came over the last couple of days. But hmm. there's also, an, I can say this term, there's also an alleged table twerker. Oh, really? In the mix, yep. Can I'm going to have to make a list. I'm going to make like a top ten. Um, I want to be on the guy team, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use guys. I'm maybe, if I can remember tomorrow, I think Willie will like this. Because Willie's, you know, Willie's Hughes older. I think I'm going to try to make like a top ten uh, lovers list, as Demond put it, and I'm going to question Willie on whether he thinks these guys are are worse. If you think there's something wrong with what Zion Williamson is doing, like, and part of my list will be someone like Mickey Mantle, which maybe our 75 plus year old listeners will be like, "What? No way! Don't do that!" Like, why not? The only difference between athletes now and athletes of the 50s, 60s, and 70s is social media. Sure. Believe me. It's the, it's, it, is, it is one of the benefits. Celebrities, too. It's one of the benefits of being a celebrity. You're, you are going to have an opportunity to be with lots of people. I do think that there's evidence that Zion is a generous lover, though. Because uh, You know, I haven't read into this, but I'm intrigued by the topic as well. I mean, he's clearly, you know, he has a somewhat smitten personality. You know, the girls that filmed him at Duke called him beautiful. I mean, he's this Mariah, this generous. Yeah. Well, think about it, too, because so I'm saying here we're talking about, um, you know, this girl. Um, I want to get her name right. What Mariah Mills? Um, clearly very upset that she was not chosen to have his child. This other woman was very excited to announce. Was anyone really chosen? It was, it was, but still, like, there's essentially three women expressing either disappointment or excitement to be tied to Zion. He's got to be quite the lover. That's a promo right there. He's got to be quite the lover. <laughs> um, you know who lives a crazy life? Zion Williamson. Tyson Fury. I don't uh, think no, he's I think, a generous lover. I, I think he's a Who knows? Um, I think he's a little more disciplined than he was, but I have no idea. But I know, you know, drug and drinking, womanizing, and getting really fat was kind of his thing for a long time. And when he... He at least cut out the getting fat part. Um, he's gone to an, another level. Can I so, just say really quickly? Yeah. That just sounds like the lifestyle of like an old like 14th century king. Just like womanizing, getting drunk, and getting fat. That sounds terrible. He's walking around with a chalice. <laughs> right. He's always smoking something. I mean, he is a gypsy. I was going to say, That's yeah. That's a life. Got, yeah. Um, 
Fury got into it. Well, he got sucked into it by Joe Rogan talking about a John Jones Fury fight. And then Fury responded. Now, I can't remember if there was a reference to if we go in a room, who will be walking out? I don't know if Rogan brought that up or Fury took it there. And Dana White responded to all this by saying, Tyson, you can fight John Jones in the UFC. I will make the money right. I did it for Floyd Mayweather. And you remember, Damon, my claim was that I think if Joe Rogan or John Jones walked into a room with Tyson Fury and it was no holds barred, that both of those guys would walk out before the boxer would. And I don't mean like two-on-one. I mean one-on-one fights. I'm giving Rogan a lot of credit. He's like 56, but he is a Taekwondo guy. I think he could just chop down the tree. Um, so Fury finally responded, and of course he's going to respond with the way every boxer does. They're they're not getting into a no holds barred fight. Fire this, John. You're talking about me in a cage. I'm not a cage fighter, mate. I'm a boxer, the best boxer actually. Um, so if you want to come into a boxing ring and fight me, be my guest. Let me know. You don't have to call anybody else. No Dana's nobody. You call me because it's a boxing fight, and I'm the boss in this game. That's awesome. But they were talking about a fight, not a boxing match. So lame. So you back down. Of course he did. Same thing with Floyd. Like, I just wish, like, come on, man. That's so lame. Every single time. You know who's going to be, and and I'm not calling him a boxer, but it is what he does now. You know who's going to be the first, we'll say, celeb-level boxer to actually do an MMA fight? I actually believe Jake Paul will do one at some point. And he might get destroyed. But I think he will actually try it. It's going to be worth for, the payday. For the money, yeah, exactly. That's part of his uh, PFL deal. Good. Right? Good. He'll do it. But, you know, heavyweight boxers are not they're not going to go in with John Jones and, you know, risk throwing three punches and then getting hugged and put to the ground and then having their neck broken. But it, it's also like, look, you and you and mine know the fight game better, but my, especially when it comes to boxing, my perception of boxing is always like what this is. This is boxing at its like most basic level, which is your best fighters will rarely put themselves in positions to suffer losses. Right. And this is the same thing. And even if, what was the big fight that just happened a couple of weeks ago where it was fought at the, it was fought at the catch weight and there were no belts on the line at all that everybody was looking forward to, right? It's the same thing. It's like, give me some stakes. Do something here that would drum up some excitement. And this is it, but at what risk? It's that Tyson Fury would look a little less manly and probably get taken down in an MMA fight. Can't do it. Sorry. You come to my territory. Okay. Same thing. It's the issue with boxing all the time. Brandon Montour, a goal four minutes in, and the Panthers are up one nothing on VGK. Now there's 12 minutes left in the first. On the way back, a quick roundup of the latest with the legislature and the ace stadium proposal they're adjourned they're adjourned until monday but the highlights last night were pretty wacky hanging at the william hill sportsbook inside silver sevens it's cofield and company so hard to believe the uh, legislature assembly and senate adjourned for the day they really didn't do much today i have no idea what that cost us yesterday was a long day a lot of good questions a befuddlement on the other side. Steve Hill, Jeremy Aguero, some A's officials answering questions. And they really didn't have a lot of answers. It, w- it was a crazy night. And it just shows how flawed these processes are when billionaires are asking for money from the public to build their stadiums. And I'm glad that Vegas is pushing back. I don't know if it'll work in the end. I think everyone... 
on that side of the aisle with Governor Lombardo is going to vote yes. So that's what you have to overcome. That's kind of the power they have, even though they're in a minority. They're going to stick with the governor, and he wants it. But there are some crazy highlights, really crazy highlights. You pointed out earlier, Jeremy Aguero, who you know is kind of the, the stats and analytics guy and the economist. For the record, which, Jeremy Aguero. Which someone pointed out, he actually doesn't, like, he has a background, but it's is actually, like, his schooling is not as an economist. But anyway, um, and I would love to hear an economist brought in on the other side because I've seen a bunch of them quoted in different stories in papers and websites who are saying, like, this, these numbers don't work. And the numbers were pretty crazy. They were all based on selling out every single game in a 30,000-seat stadium. Um, I think Aguero made a really bad move by saying, hey, the A's just don't work in Oakland, so that's why they have to move because the fans don't care there. That's not That's not true. That's insulting. And then it, it kind of weaponizes the Oakland fans against us, and it's like that's we don't – those of us on the ground here in Vegas don't think you're a bad baseball city. You've just been – dealt a raw deal and you've never really had a payroll in you know a top seven market in the country and your ownership over the years just hasn't been good uh you know most recently with john fisher i'd also say really quickly and i get it you probably think that these legislative hearings are just happening in a bubble and nobody's paying attention but i don't know is it maybe not a good idea to ostracize what would probably be the vast majority of your like tourism base to come and watch the A's is I don't know oh, the team from Oakland right. the people from Oakland who want to come watch their team yeah there is no there's no Raider Nation A's Nation now that's going to you know flock here and spend their money in Vegas yeah. after you've got uh, A's reps or at least people um, being employed to speak for the A's just bashing the A's fans um, yeah Senator Wynn did a really good job bringing up the fact that you know there was a lot of disagreements at the end of the 120-day session and a lot of stuff did not get funded because there isn't money at the state and the county level and then they come back two days later and she's like wait now we have the money where's all this money coming from and she had a laundry list of different things saying this is bizarre like we were being thrifty a couple days ago and now we have money um i thought the other weird one and again I, i really think sports people need to be involved in this more and more they had a slide of potential events at the stadium, which, again, Allegiant has turned out to be a decent investment. I still think we could have gotten away with investing more like, you know, three or four hundred million instead of seven fifty. And we could have negotiated the UNLV part of it. Um, there's, there's a lot of weird things in, in with the owl, but people have just kind of chosen to ignore it. But um, there's been a good number of concerts, a good number of events. We needed a sixty five thousand seat stadium. OK, do we need a thirty thousand seat stadium? That is outdoor. Um, the slide they presented last night, A's games, 81. I don't know why they have 82. Maybe there's an exhibition game before the season. Concerts, five. Um, I, I had someone last night asking, like, isn't the sphere kind of competition for concerts? I mean, lots of places are competition for concerts. Right. How many? I mean, how many venues do we have that hold 5,000 up to 20,000? And when I'm going to leave a legion out, five to twenty thousand for concerts, right? Like, what kind of concerts are going to settle in this thirty thousand seat outdoor? Outdoor. I mean, I guess you could do like forty five thousand, but if you're at that point, then wouldn't you just go to Allegiant? Um, do you have any faith that in a thirty thousand seat outdoor stadium, the sound system is going to be up to snuff? When what we're hearing about the Sphere is it's built to be the most impressive concert venue anywhere in the world ever, ever, right? Uh, so other events that were listed that could be at the stadium, the World Baseball Classic, okay, Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which could be, what, once every 20 years? Right. 
Then WWE Royal Rumble and SummerSlam. And so I reached out to my wrestling friends, and I'm like, has WWE agreed to hold their wrestling events at a baseball stadium in 2028? Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that kind of jumping ahead? The XFL. You see any flaw on that one? In 2028? Will the league exist? Right. NCAA. What does that even mean? Baseball? That was my favorite one. Yeah. Was just, just put the NCAA logo on there. Something. Something will come. MLS. So We're not getting a team anytime soon. They gave one to San Diego. Are you talking about like an exhibition match? Um, rugby 7. I have no idea if they're coming back. So it was just like this mishmash of throwing stuff together. Can we also point out, because you said World Baseball, that happens every four years, the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. So. I mean, I feel like we, we had Darren Libinati on, who's a big events guy, who did run Sam Boyd, and I know he had a ton of ideas of events that could be in that 30,000-seat stadium, but no one consulted him because this list could have been a lot better. And then on the money details, they just had no answers. So it was just the whole thing was freaking bizarre. Um, I've had weird conversations with people. Like, people have asked me, why were there so many people in support of the uh, 750 for Allegiant? This is only 380 for a baseball stadium, and it's like, it's the NFL. I can't even quantify how much bigger the NFL is than MLB. Are the Raiders a great organization compared to the A's? Not really, but if they're much better. Mark Davis tries. They're just flawed in, in the efforts they make. But base, base, entry into the NFL, really, that's, that's what the 750 was for. Like we had to break down that barrier to get into the NFL, and we needed a stadium of that size. Um, I've had a couple of people say to me, oh, uh, Allegiant was supported because – uh, people wanted UNLV to have somewhere to play. And I was like, I don't think that was any part of the freaking thing. In fact, they didn't negotiate any of the terms, or right. very few of them. Actually, the initially the Raiders get, were giving the uh, UNLV a really raw deal, and there was a little bit of pushback on that, but I don't think UNLV had much to do with why a legion exists. I was actually thinking of this. Could Steve Hill have really stirred the pot by putting on this graphic UNLV football? Yeah. I don't even know what UNLV would do. I don't think they'd want to play in a makeshift football stadium that's a baseball stadium. Could we do but it? But could they get better terms from the A's than the Raiders? As long as we can get another football field that's half infield dirt, I'm totally down with yeah, that. That would <laughs> be great. The A's allow – you can play here, but we're, don't touch the field. All right? You just leave it out there. Just deal with it, okay? So it's either pay which, rent – Which was the old deal right. in, in Oakland. So pay, it's either pay to play in the Legion or yeah. go play in the dirt over – Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there. Florida 1 0. Uh, VGK trailing towards the end of the first. 420 left in the first period. Game number three. You can hear it over on our sister station, Fox Sports Las Vegas 1340. And 98.9 FM. You can come on down here to watch at Silver 7's. Check out the uh, City Cafe. Great specials upstairs. Legendary restaurant space. And if you want a drink, throw a couple back. 77 cent Bud, Bud Light, and McUltra. Bottles at two different bars. Uh, Kachuk is out, and it looks like VGK. Is that Mark Stone? I believe it is. I mean, he's celebrating like he did. Either way, it's tied up 1-1. All right, 357. Looking for the replay here, but Stone looked 
kind of untouched in front. Right. It was off a face-off. Think he deflected it? Play-by-play <laughs> play on radio. Yeah. Man, Stone is standing right in front. That yep. is just a – they've been terrible at that. Clearing the net. How do you allow Mark Stone to just stand right in front of Bobrovsky? I mean, it is – No f- one else is there. I mean, I guess the logic is – that it's you know you can have Bobrovsky kind of take care of Stone to a certain extent. What were you going to say, John? It was a four on three. Okay. So I mean, right. maybe you don't have the personnel to clear him out of the space. Right. Now you're on a four on four for the next ninety seconds. Um, but that, I think maybe that was probably why he can't get him out in front of uh, Bobrovsky. So the Nevada Senate Assembly they've adjourned. Uh, the prevailing thought is today was a waste of a day because they just don't don't have the votes. The A side and Governor Lombardo just don't have the votes, which, which again, then leads you down the my God, how dirty are politics? Because immediately people are like, oh, what's going what's going to change the next three days? You don't have the votes now. How are you going to have the votes on Monday? Right? Uh, unless they're coming back on Monday and being like, it's a hundred million dollars in public funds. You know what I mean? Which still, the details of which, but that's not going to happen. Like you said, if you don't have votes now, you shouldn't have them on Monday. Yeah. Uh, just looking at a, a, a thread, Al Snell's done a really good job on this. His Twitter is at LV Sports Biz. Uh, just some comments, and this doesn't mean anything, but someone was like, they don't know the votes, give them extra time, or gives them extra time to pay others off. I hope not. Uh, someone else said, no means no, Dave. That's Cavill. Now you're trying to, another word, violate Nevada. Yeah, that's the scary part. What's going to change over the next three days? Correct. Because it was pretty damning last night. It did not look like a good deal for Nevada or Clark County. No, it didn't. But I, this- can, I can only, you know, the other one was I can only imagine there was a uh, senator from Carson City who was gushing over John Fisher and saying, what a wonderful man, high yep. integrity. And, you know, she's on the side of the aisle with Lombardo. I can only imagine the people who live in that area and they're like, wait, how, how does this benefit us? Up here, what are you doing? You're going to give money to build a stadium in Las Vegas? That, just, just because you have to stay aligned with Governor Lombardo because he feels this is a legacy piece for him? And this is also why I feel like like I didn't like the tone of the meeting yesterday. There was also another person there that started gushing over like, hey, you know, this is an exciting proposal. Can't wait to work on it with you in the future. Yeah. And it's like... Makes it sound like it's done. Right. Someone else brought up, the need for a baseball stadium and professional baseball, Major League Baseball on the Strip, would diversify our community. Like, we already have a baseball team. Also, it's baseball. It's like the opposite weird, of diversifying. Man. Real weird. Might have people standing outside like, don't have too much fun. Too much flair. 1-1 one, one game. Two minutes left in the first. You know, if uh, people get a chance, go check out social media up at ESPN Las Vegas on Twitter or on Facebook or at Steve Cofield. John, you should do it too. Did you see that UNLV? Well, it's not UNLV, but... UNLV alums have put together a TBT yeah. team. So TBT is the basketball tournament. I think it's still a million dollars winner take all for the winning team. Pretty interesting mix of players. Going back to Anthony Marshall, a local from Mojave. Zim is listed as on the team. Shakur Houston from the Menzies era. And guess who the coach is? Dave Rice, baby. Dave Rice. So we're going to try to get a bunch of the folks on. And that tournament starts up on July 19th. That'll be something cool to follow. Uh, we'll not be here. As far as I know, there's seven regionals. None of them are close to here, but pretty cool. I'm excited to see who else they add to the roster. Damon, thank you. Silver Sevens, thank you. 
Your home for every UNLV Rebel football game is ESPN Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM. KWW.